Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I must say, uh, we're, we're glad to be here. Amen. We're really glad to be in this church. Trust me, I've been to many churches in my life. Many. Through college, through growing up. When I, when I was able to get out on my own, I kind of, you know, did some church visiting, you know, because I knew I was supposed to be in church. I just didn't know which one to go to. <laughs> Amen. So I went to a church here, went to a church there. And, um, and I would say this was the lurch, last church we tried. <laughs> Amen. We walked in here one day uh, in, in 2009. And it was the summer. It was in July 2009. My wife and I, we had just got into a horrible fight. And we, we actually walked into the other building over there. We were bikers back then, you know, all bad, you know, throw a bandana and a helmet, ride on a motorcycle. We thought we was bad. And we walked in there, don't know what pastor was preaching about, but God brought us to tears, amen. Just brought us to that altar and we gave our lives to him. And, and he's been, and I can't say that we walked out that day and we said, woo, we, we never, you know, no, 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 it wasn't easy. We're still on that bike riding up, riding out to Ghost, what was that place called? Ghost Bar and Carson's and all these other clubs that we went to until the Lord really just pulled us all the way out. Amen. Amen. So tell you what, you're in a good place tonight if you're, if you say, hey, you know, I just gave my life to Jesus and, you know, I, I don't know how to. I don't know how to do all that. Tell you what, you're in a good place tonight. Amen. Because God cleans the fish after he gets them out of the water. Amen. Amen. You're in a good place tonight. And Pastor, thank you. Miss Carla, thank you. Thank you for the family and all of you guys who have been there. Amen. Robert, thank you for being the watchdog. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I was uh, just want to share share a short message tonight. If you give me enough amens, we get you out of here early. Amen. There it is. Amen. Pastor, you see that? <laughs> They're trying to get out of here. Amen. Well, I tell you what, I'll hold I'll hold it down. My fonts are so big, y'all can read them from there. Amen. This ain't this ain't a lot of words. I was reading the other day. I'll say it was maybe Wednesday Wednesday morning on my way to work. I said, I'm just going to crack the Bible open. I want to read something. I was just, Lord, just show me something. I didn't go through the devotional. I said, I'm just going to crack this Bible open. I'm going to read. And I stumbled on Ezekiel. And it was, I think it was chapter 23. And I'm not, I'm not going to take you there tonight. But I just wanted to share what God started, started revealing to me. And it was a story about Jerusalem and Samaria. And they were sisters. And as it went through, the Bible was talking about there were sisters, you know, they were, they were married to God. But then what happened is soldiers started coming around in, in nice outfits and nice gear. And they just started desiring all these soldiers that came around and they played the harlot, the Bible says. And they started prostituting themselves. So just imagine being married to a wife and then she goes out and prostitutes herself. And it kept going on and kept going and kept going and kept going until God says, hey, I just gave her up to that, to, to those, to that area. And judgment fell upon her. And they, and they came, they killed, killed her, you know, killed her children and killed her. And it was amazing. Now, as I was reading that, and I said, Lord, 
is there anything that walks beside me to where I see and I think it's glittering and I'm like, ooh, I like that. Is, is, you know, how many things walk beside me every day that grab my attention off of my God? How many things come through every day, you know, and, and what, what got, what really triggered is it, it brought, it brought it home. I said, you know, some people, you know, let's be honest. Some people want kids. I want kids. Some people want to graduate, go to college. You know, you work hard for that. Some people want careers. They want to make it to the top of the corporate ladder. Some want to get married. We're the single people and say, Ooh, I want that Lord. Some people want to start a business. And you know, I heard I heard one of the youth say they want to go snowboard snowboarding, right? And you say I want all these things, right? How many say I would travel the world? How many, if you had the money, how many say I'll travel the world? I'll go off right now, go around the world, amen. But really, what triggered my mind was, if you only had twenty four hours to live, what would you do with your life? If you only now had 24 hours, all of this has been cut short, what would you do? Would you do the same thing? Would you still, would you still say, ooh, I want to build this house that's going to take you six months to build? Oh, it's getting quiet in here. Would you still say, hey, I want to climb up this corporate ladder that's going to take you four years to get up there? Would you say, hey, you know what? Hey, um, homeboy, he's only off on Wednesday nights, and that's the, that's the night he wants to take me on a date. So, you know, and I really want to get married. I really like this guy, so I'm going to skip church. If you only had 24 hours to live. See, your perspective changes. Perspective changes all of a sudden because that time clock has appeared. It was amazing if you turn your Bibles to Luke chapter 12, verse 14. If you're there, just say amen. I want to share with you God's perspective. His pastor was preaching God's perspective, and I read this word, and I said, Lord, if I only had 24 hours to live, my entire goals and all these things, it's not that it's bad to have goals, amen? It's not that it's bad to have these things, but where is my focus? Because if I only had 24 hours to live, my focus would change. It's not that, it's not that I, you know, I, I can't live in the house I live in. I need to move up to the mountains and grow a beard because it won't grow in 24 hours. Amen. Amen. Luke chapter 12, verse 14. We'll start at verse 13. It says, one from the crowd said to him, teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. But he said to him, man. Who made me judge or an arbitrator over you? And he said to them, take heed and beware of covetousness. For one's life does not consist of, of the abundance of the things he possesses. Then he spoke a parable to them saying, the ground of a certain rich man yielded plentifully. And he thought within himself, what shall I do since I have no room to store my crops? So he said, I'll do this. I'll pull down my barns and build greater and there I'll store all my crops and my goods. And I'll say to my soul, soul, you have many goods laid up for many years. Take ease, eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, fool, this night your soul will be required of you. Then whose will those things be which you have provided? 
So is he who lays up treasure for himself and is not rich towards God. You know, it's so easy to get lost chasing a dream. It's so easy to get lost chasing a dream. And you know what? That devil brings that carrot, boy. That carrot comes out. If you want a, if you want a promotion at your job and you've been, you've been fighting for it, it's so hard. But then turn your eyes to serving God and that carrot comes. Ha, ha, ha. And you start spending more hours at work. They say, hey, you got to shine. You got to shine. And you start working harder. And you shift your focus. You know, you start, you know, you say, you know, I'm, I'm sick and tired of dating these guys. You know what? They just take up all my time. Lord, I'm going to do it right this time. And you decide, you make the decision, I'm going to get plugged in. And the second you get plugged in, that carrot comes. Man, this guy, he got a job. He gets a haircut. His breath don't stink. Ooh. But isn't that real? I was doing some research. You know, each, our minds make about 35,000 decisions each day. 35,000 decisions. Now, I'm not God, so I can't tell you if that number is right. That was research done. And you know what? I, I do a lot of statistics, and I can tell you, that's a very hard analysis to come up with. So we'll just roll with that because that's what's on the Internet. Amen? It said 35,000 decisions each day. But the real question is how many of those decisions are centered around Jesus Christ? How many of those decisions that we make each day have Christ in focus? Oh boy, but we want that promotion. Lord, I want that promotion. And you said, God, that you would give me the desires of my heart. If you turn your Bibles to Matthew 6, we'll read from verse 19 to 21. If you're there, just say amen. So, but where does God want us to spend to invest our time? Verse 19 says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where the thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, your heart will be also. You know, I tell you what, it's so easy. It's so easy to get lost. I'm telling you guys, I've done it. I've done it. And it happens every time I make a decision. Every time I am concrete about my decision to, to give it all up, that carrot comes in dangling. And I said, Lord, you know, you place me here or you open this door for me. This is a door from you. But God simply says, hey, if you seek me first, if you seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, then guess what? All these things, all these things, amen? God will open doors that you never thought he would, that you would never thought you would walk through if you don't turn your focus away from him. But I tell you, it's not easy. It's not easy, Amen. Philippians 4.19 says, And my God shall, will supply every need, every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. How many believe it tonight? Amen. 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 So you're wondering tonight, I'm going to give you just a few points. If, I'll, if we only had 24 hours to live, 
and you're not sure, you say, hey, maybe the clock is running. What would you do? This is not just everything, but this is just a few things that I caught, I caught in, the, in the Bible now as I was reading, and I'll just share them with you if you're just taking notes. The first one I would say is give your entire life to Jesus. Not just some of your life, your entire life to Jesus. How many, how many think it's important to give your entire life to Jesus tonight? Romans 12, verse 1 and 2 say, I beseech you, therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy and acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, that you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. To present our bodies a living sacrifice. What happens when we present our bodies a living sacrifice? We turn our eyes away from the world and we say, Lord, I'm dedicating my life to you. It's quiet in here tonight. It's quiet because this is something you think about. You say, Lord, am I really giving it all in? Am I really giving? You know, when Jesus is coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle, are we really saved? Are we really giving it all in tonight? You know, we say, Lord, you can save. You can save this part. You can save this part, Lord. But go and leave that wallet alone, Lord. I got bills to pay. I got bills to pay. Lord, just let me have some of that tithe. That boy, that tithe looked good. It looked good because this month, man, I don't know if I'm going to cut it. But let me just take a little bit of that tithe. And I heard a guy look at me and say, man, God ain't going to send me to hell for not paying my tithe. God doesn't send you to hell. God doesn't send people to hell. This is a, these are decisions that we make each day. A lifestyle. We stand up and we say, hey, you know what? I can't make it. Well, hey, guess what? You can't make it. You made that decision. But I tell you what, if I only had 24 hours to live, I'd give my entire life to Jesus Christ. Because I don't want to be unsure. Oh, what, 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 a, what a horrible day it would be to stand up face to face with God and he doesn't say enter in, good and faithful servant. I don't want to be that guy. I don't want to be that guy. Jesus, let that not be this church, amen? Second thing, I would love the Lord. Mark 12, 30 says, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, with all your strength. This is the first commandment. Loving the Lord with all my heart, my strength, my mind. We say, hey, I love the Lord. But you know, I was reading about the parable of the rich young ruler. I think he loved the Lord. Or maybe he didn't. Because he he was, man, he was clean. Just, you know, hey, he didn't do it up. You know, he didn't party. He didn't do these things. When Jesus said, hey, you know what? Why don't, why don't we read that just really quick? Matthew 19, verse 16 through 19. We'll just read that briefly. It, verse 16 says, Now behold, one came and said to him, Good teacher, what good thing shall I do that I may have eternal life? He said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter 
into life, keep the commandments. And he said to him, which ones? Says Jesus said to him, you shall not murder, you shall not commit adultery, you shall not steal, you shall not bear false witness, honor your father and your mother, and, and, you, and you shall love your neighbors yourself. Young man said to him, all these I have kept from my youth. What do I still lack? He says, Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have, give to the poor, and you will have treasure in heaven, and come follow me. But the young man heard that saying and went away sorrowful. For he had great possessions. You know, that, that's a picture of the church today. That's a real picture of the church today because I want, you know, there's that, there's that, hey, I want that too syndrome. You know, I want, I want God, but I want that too. I want my name written in the Lamb's Book of Life, but I also want that. But then the question comes, are we willing to put God first? Because Jesus wasn't necessarily going to say, hey, all right, now you're broke, cool. Now you can go to heaven. Jesus didn't want us to be broke, amen? Amen, I used to think that in college, amen? <laughs> broke than a joke, amen? But guess what? Jesus doesn't want us to be broke. There's no poverty in heaven. Y'all know that? There's no poverty in heaven. Streets of gold, that's concrete. There's no poverty in heaven. God doesn't want us to be broke. But it's amazing that when he talked, when Jesus was talking to the rich young ruler, what happened? He couldn't do it. He couldn't do it for the same reason why many today are struggling with the same thing. When he said, you shall love the Lord, I'll love him with some of me. Come on. I'll love him with some of me. On Wednesday night when uh, Boo's not calling. On Wednesday night when, y'all get what I'm saying? It's not, it's, 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 it's interesting because I, as I was sitting and I was thinking about it and I was like, Lord, have I really given you my entire life? Meaning when I sit and think about, when I think about my job and I think about all these things that I have around me and all the things that I'm tied to, have I given him my entire life? Because you know what, if we had, there'd be no space to sit in here. If we had given Lord our entire lives, there'll be no space in here. Man, there'll be people sitting right here because there'll be no space because we were sold out. And that's the truth tonight. That's the truth tonight. And let's take this in our hearts. Amen. Number three, it's win souls. If I had 24 hours to live, I'd win souls. If you turn your Bibles to Philippians chapter 1, verse 19. I told you I'm not going to keep you long here tonight. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> Chapter 1, verse 19. It says, For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through your prayer and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and the hope that in nothing I shall be ashamed but that all boldness always so now also Christ will be magnified in my body whether by life or by death. 
Verse 21, for to me to live is Christ and to die is gain. But if I live on in the flesh, I will not. This will not mean fruit from my labor. This will mean fruit from my labor. Yet what I shall choose, I cannot tell, for I am hard pressed between the two, having a desire to depart and to be with Christ, which is far better. Nevertheless, to remain in the flesh is more needful for you. This is a guy who said, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to, he only has two choices. He only has two choices, and his reason to stay here was not to build that house. His reason to stay here was not to get another job. He says, the only reason that I would stay on earth is so I can win souls. The only reason that I wouldn't die to go be with Jesus Christ right now is because I want, I want you guys to make it. So I'm going to give myself so you can make it to heaven. Oh, how many people will, will rise up tonight and say, I want to give up my life so somebody can make it to heaven tonight. We got to make that decision. This has to be something from the, from the depths of our hearts tonight. Everybody can't make this decision, which is why everybody's not going to go in the rapture. This is a decision we got to make. We're going to stop living for ourselves and start living for Jesus. I'm preaching to myself here tonight, church. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, speak, I'm not preaching to you. I'm preaching to me. I got to make that decision tonight. To where I say, you know what? I got to live for Jesus. I see this. To live is Christ. But to die is gain. Oh my God. If I lived, then I will live a life of a soul winner. But if I die, then I'll, be, I'll go to heaven and be with the Lord. But are we living that life of a soul winner while we have the time? Oh, let it be quiet here just a little while longer. Church, that's the message tonight. If we had 24 hours to live, we made plans, we, we got dreams, which is good. God wants us to have dreams, amen? God wants us to have these things. He doesn't want us to be in poverty. But have we given our life fully to Christ? Or have we given some of our lives to Christ? Which is all right, You've given, if, you, if we've given some, but does that help? Because as I was reading this, I was, I was convicted myself as I was seeing God's judgment on, on Jerusalem and Samaria because they were married to him. But everything that glittered, they ran after. And tonight, I said, no, that won't be me, Lord. That won't be me because I want to love the Lord and I want to win souls. Amen.